June 11th, Acts chapter 7, verse 51, through chapter 8, verse 13. You stubborn people, you are heathen at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? But your ancestors did, and so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of the Righteous One, the Messiah, whom you betrayed and murdered. You deliberately disobeyed God's law, though you received it from the hands of angels. The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fists in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily upward into heaven and saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears, and drowning out his voice with their shouts, they rushed at him. They dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. The official witnesses took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Saul was one of the official witnesses at the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles fled into Judea and Samaria. Some godly men came and buried Stephen with loud weeping. Saul was going everywhere to devastate the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into jail. But the believers who had fled Jerusalem went everywhere preaching the good news about Jesus. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to what he had to say because of the miracles he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. A man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years, claiming to be someone great. The Samaritan people, from the least to the greatest, often spoke of him as the Great One, the Power of God. He was very influential because of the magic he performed. But now the people believed Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself believed and was baptized. He began following Philip wherever he went, and he was amazed by the great miracles and signs Philip performed. Peter's like, ooh, ooh, pick me. Jesus is like, all right, come on. He starts walking. Everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, what happens? He starts looking around. There he has God incarnate in the flesh in physical, visible form, walking, standing on H2O. But he gets distracted. He doubts. He gets afraid, and he starts sinking. So he cries out, Lord, save me! Jesus reaches out immediately and picks him up, and he says, Oh, you little faith, why did you doubt? 
Now, the next verse I'm expecting goes a little bit something like this. Verse 33. It says, I get back to the boat, the wind ceases, and all 12 of the disciples, including soaked Simon Peter, they all do what? They start enjoying God. They start enjoying Jesus. And then it says, and the boat reached its port. And now it's time to minister. Let me ask you a question. Is Peter even dry yet? But you know, we're, we've been taught, hey, dry off. Dry off a little bit. Put yourself together. Get you a change of clothes. Nobody sinks around here. We do, but we just pretend like we don't. How long are you going to sit around until you dry off? How long are you going to sit there and sulk and be a casualty of condemnation and shame and guilt? We need to believe the gospel, and we need to be fellow believers that inflict each other with the good news of the gospel. I want us to start focusing on a Savior who saved me when I was sinking, and His grace is sufficient for me even when I'm wet, damp, or dripping. There is, now therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It is finished. Come on, Peter. We got people to reach on the other side. Come on. Come on, I need you to help all these sick people. I need you to, God, I, I'm not dry yet. Stop it. You're going to have to do this wet. You're going to have to trust me that my grace is sufficient. You're going to have to trust me that I love you in spite of your sinkingness. you got to trust me that I'm with you, I'm for you, and you are who you are by the grace of God. Wow. It's a whole different way of living, isn't it? So next time you fail, the best thing you can do is focus all your efforts and attention on enjoying.